listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is the Pharmacy Podcast Network's coverage of the National Community Pharmacists Association annual event. The NCPA 2022 took place in Kansas City, October 1st through 4th. Listen in to this collection of interviews with CEO of the PPN, Todd Yuri, with several of our community pharmacy leaders. CPESN, the Community Pharmacy Enhanced Services Network, Jay Williams, I tell you what, veterans of what is the pharmacy industry, where we've seen it and where we're seeing it going. Tell us a little bit about um, the evolution of CPESN and um, why you're here at NCPA this year. Well, NCPA has been a great supporter of CPSN from the start with the, the seed money and then the ongoing marketing and communications effort that they've given us. So uh, to be here and to, to lock arms with them and to help independent pharmacies contract with payers to get paid for doing services uh, is really why, why we're here. We, we, uh, our mission statement is to, to um, help pharmacies succeed, to help pharmacies uh, um, thrive in this, this tough environment, and we're doing so by uh, contracting with payers to get them paid for services so that they can uh, supplement what they're getting in terms of poor reimbursement on the product side. So the, the seeds were planted over 10 years ago, and I remember the concept of CPSN, and I was like, well, what does this clinical services mean? And now it's all seeming to be bubbling up to reality. And I look at what um, you're teaching community pharmacies. They've been doing a lot of this stuff for years, but they're just not getting paid for it. So let's give an example of our listeners who might not be members of CPSN, uh, what they could implement within like the first 30 to 60 days. One of the newest things we just um, and and we've got a, some of our, uh, our our vendors are here to talk with customers in the booth, uh, but we are doing clinical trial recruitment. So super super easy stuff where um, uh, the company uh, in this case RXE2 is is providing the types of patients that they're looking for for the clinical trials. You can look into your pharmacy management system data and find those 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 individuals, have a conversation with them, being the trusted uh, relationship that, that they have in healthcare in, the, in your local community and uh, recruit them to the trial and get paid for that service. And it's a, it's a lucrative payment. So it, it really starts with um, clinical services like doing MedSync, like doing ongoing medication management of a diabetes patient. A lot of our contracts are around um, around that. You know, take the hypertensive, the diabetes patient, and manage them over time, which certainly involves medication fills, but it involves so much more. Uh, so it starts there, but it really runs the gamut. And there's so many things that are available for pharmacies that are service-oriented, and we're really trying to tap into that. I'm glad to hear that because we know that Walgreens and CVS are concentrating on clinical trials within their 
pocketed stores regionally. So having 19,000 community pharmacies out there, this is a big opportunity for them. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, wow, that's really interesting to scan back into your pharmacy management system, finding the right candidates, let's reach out to CPSN um, when you're listening to this podcast. Reach out to Jay Williams and his team. What's the best way to get a hold of the CPSN team to kind of review that? Yeah, cpesn.com. There's a link there for learn more, and there's a link there for info. Use either one of those, and we'll get back with you. Jay, thank you so much for being part of the Post Show, and um, can't wait to meet up with you at the next conference. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Community pharmacy, expansion, I think of point-of-care testing, I think of things like pharmacogenomics. I'm standing in the booth of the Alliance for Pharmacy Compounding. Compounding is an opportunity to grow community pharmacy too. Introduce yourself and Scott, you're one of my favorite people in the compounding space and you know so much. So. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Scott Bruner. I'm the CEO of the Alliance for Pharmacy Compounding. We are the trade association for pharmacy compounding, and our members are pharmacists and technicians, but also supply chain professionals, and we even have prescribers and patients who are uh, members of the organization. We uh, coordinate closely with NCPA. Uh, it's a great partnership in working for legislation and regulation that help uh, independent pharmacies um, compound and to do it in a way that keeps patients safe, but that also allows for those patients to be able to access those medications. That's the battle right now with, with FDA, with USP, and, and even with some state regulators. Um, and so that's what we do. We, uh, we work to protect the interest of pharmacy compounders. Um, pharmacy compounding is a great business line uh, for independent pharmacies. In many instances, compounders are cash only. So you don't have to deal with the PBMs and, uh, and, and those sorts of entities. Um, um, so it's a it, it, it's a good possibility. Um, the compliance standard for compounding is considerably high, and so there are costs involved in in ginning up your, your your compounding operation. But but it's a great line of business, and it serves millions of Americans. So uh, you know you're doing good work when you can uh, when you can compound for people for whom those uh, commercially available drugs aren't appropriate. So I may be oversimplifying things, but I think of compounding in two categories kind of the surface compounding for like the entry level community pharmacy and then the real deal where you really invest in hoods and technology and, and compliancy as well as sterilization. Can you kind of give, make that simplicity kind of uh, bake it into a five minute answer of, of what that, what two sides of that is? I wish I could make compounding <laughs> simple, uh, but I have not been able to thread that needle just yet. Yeah, there are compounders who might, you know, add flavoring uh, to something for a child or to take a, a, a pill or capsule and turn it into a, to, to a syrup. That's just basic uh, stuff, and I, I would suspect that most pharmacists would see that as a, as a basic part of, part of their job. On the other hand, um, sterile, non-sterile compounding, where you are customizing a medication um, at the... Pr- with the prescription from uh, a physician or nurse practitioner, uh, et cetera, is sort of a different thing. And it's very complex. You have to adhere to USP standards, the US Pharmacopeia. Um, and it's a pretty high standard. So it's not something that we would urge somebody to jump into cavalierly and think, oh, I know what I'm doing. Um, it is highly complex. It is highly regulated. And people need to be prepared uh, when, they're, when they're moving into that. 
Scott Bruner, we want you back on the show. Um, you're a, a, just a treasure trove of information that I think we should be able to tap into. So I look forward to doing some interviews with you in 2023. That's great, Todd. Thank you. It's good to see you again. We'd like to thank our sponsors for helping us cover this inspirational event. Thank you, RxSafe. Leaders in medication adherence pharmacy automation. Check them out at rxsafe.com. Thank you to Happier at Home, helping community pharmacies build non-prescription revenue streams while providing your community with more home care services. Learn more by going to happieratthome.com. Thank you to Integra, leaders in long-term care software technology and workflow solutions, helping pharmacies succeed. Check them out at integragroup.com. Paige Clark, back on the Pharmacy Podcast. It's great to have you here, prescriptive here at the NCPA 2022 Kansas City. It's so great to see you. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be able to do a quick consult in our exhibit hall and bring forward our partnered AI-optimized pricing program for our community pharmacies nationwide. So talk to us. uh, For those listeners tuning in right now to the NCPA Post Show, Tell us, what is Prescriptive? Prescriptive is a company that has partnered with community pharmacies across the nation to bring them leading, cutting-edge technology, including AI-optimized pricing. So what would you say is a good starting point? Someone's listening, they've heard of Prescriptive, they're not quite sure, they know the purple, they know the icon, the, the, your logo, but how do they get started? What, what criteria would a community pharmacy think of to getting involved with Prescriptive? If they're interested in being forward-thinking about their pricing mechanisms, and if they are interested in having cash pricing really taken care of for them, they need to contact us at Prescriptive. NCPA has ways to contact contact us as well. Again, we're partnered nationwide on this. So does point-of-care testing pricing kind of tie into what Prescriptive could be doing, or is it product-driven? Both, actually. We do have a clinical platform capability. We've been very engaged with pharmacies across the nation, particularly with regard to COVID care during all of that time. And we would be absolutely happy to talk to you about MyRx Pro as well, the clinical platform. Paige, it's always a pleasure seeing you at these events and the support that you do, that you're giving to community pharmacy to up their game, to using technology, to using artificial intelligence. This is so important. It's kind of dragging some of the kicker and screamers into the, you know, into the new age, but thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. If you go to the NCPA conference, this is NCPA 2022, you got to run into Gabe Trahan. You have been a pioneer of new ideas to elevate community pharmacies for years, Gabe. You've been one of my heroes. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing, I'm retired. Oh yeah, look at the look at the look on you. I know. Face. I can't imagine that the two words, Gabe Trahan and the word retired. I don't, yeah, make sense. Yeah, I, it's a weird feeling, but I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disappear, but it's 46 years. But it's retiring probably at the wrong time because it's kind of exciting. And the DME is. Everybody's got to be in DME now because in five years, one out of every five Americans going to be 65 or older, and mobility is going to be huge. If 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 you're 65 and you slip and fall on the ground. You're going in a home. So mobility is going to be huge. 
and you don't, I always tell people just sell it at cash, have some compassion. That's what you need to sell that stuff and stop calling it equipment. You're, you're selling safety, comfort, and mobility. It belongs in every pharmacy. Safety, comfort, and mobility, community pharmacy champions. Um, what other advice do you have for community pharmacies listening to the show today? Don't be scared of cash. Don't be, especially in, in, in the safety and comfort and mobility. People are, the families are buying it for mom and dad in most cases. And so you may lose 20% of your business because you don't bill, but cash is king. And let's, let's get one four-foot shelf of pharmaceutical-grade supplements and stop selling stuff that may not work. There are two types of, two types of vitamins. There's an inexpensive vitamin that makes your wallet feel good. And then there's one that's going to cost you a little less than a cup of coffee a day that makes you sound good, make you feel good. So big deal somebody gave you free vitamins. you got to have a four-foot shelf that you recommend that works. Mrs. Jones says, oh, you have CoQ10 for $9.99, and you got it for $39.99. Mrs. Jones, this one's going to make your wallet feel better. This one's going to make you feel better. The reason why I sell both, because there's some people just want to make their wallet feel better. Can I be your partner in good health and point you towards the one that's going to cost you less than a Pepsi a day? And we got to get used to saying that stuff. So add that to your line. I don't need four feet. I need a four-foot shelf that says, our pharmacist recommends. Excellent. Gabe Trahan, NCPA. Thank you so much for everything you've done for community pharmacy over the years. I love your red shoes. Who are you passing the red shoes to? Uh, no, nobody. I would love to find somebody. My assistant for 14 years, I'm trying, trying to get somebody to hire him because he'd be really good. But for now, maybe I'll pull him out of the closet once in a while. Thank you so much, Gabe. Thank you. talk with Doug Hoy, it's it's awesome. I mean, I ran into you and I'm like, I'm not letting you go. We got to have an interview with Doug. Doug, welcome to the NCPA 2022 Post Show. Hey, I'm, uh, it's great to be here, Todd. Thanks for tracking me down and uh, thanks for talking. Yeah, we're excited to be at the show and uh, the show's been great and I hope everyone's had a great time. So um, when people listen to these post shows, they really like to get kind of a diversify of content. We've talked to CPSN, we've talked to some technology providers. What's on the horizon for community pharmacy coming up in 2023? So the two things that I'm talking about, or I've talked about in my, my speech are, we've really got to change, uh, we've got to get pharmacies paid for the primary care services, and we've got to get paid fairly for dispensing the products. So those are the two things that NCPA is focused on and getting paid fairly for the product and the primary care services that we provide. So whether it's CPSN or lobbying your state Medicaid program or Medicare for a NADAC Plus, those are the things NCPA is focused on. Rana Hauser was on one of our previous shows talking about preparing for your legislative meetings and how important that is. We just had a session with RX Safe today talking about doing things that, to really stand out in your community. We have to get legislators to tour our community pharmacies, and NCPA has a plan to actually help community pharmacies do that. Yeah, that's right. So we have pharmacy visits as one of the ways that we encourage members to have that member of Congress come into their pharmacy and see where the magic happens. 
in the month of August, we had 60 legislators come into, and I say we, it was really our members at our encouragement, 60 members of Congress come into their pharmacy and see what's going on. And most importantly, those pharmacies were able to tell the story of their patients. So they tell the story about them as a business, which is very important, but even more importantly is to tell the story of the patient, the patient who needs that community pharmacy for their health, the patient who's been harmed by PBMs and their questionable or even illegal or anti-competitive business practices. The legislators need those stories because when they, when they leave the pharmacy and they go on to the next event, it's the stories that they'll remember. They may not remember anything else but the story. Doug, since you've taken over as CEO, the, uh, the organization has really blossomed. I love seeing what, what you've done with your team. It's the team that surrounds you that really makes this what it is. I'm excited about what's coming up in 2023. Where's NCPA um, next year going to be? Next year we're in Orlando, Todd. Uh, October 14th through the 17th in Orlando. This has been a fantastic meeting. We've had an amazing attendance. The energy is just off, this, off the Richter scale. We're really looking forward to Orlando and hope that even more pharmacists come and join, join the movement, get paid fairly for your services, and let independent pharmacies survive, thrive, grow, and be the most successful uh, healthcare entity in the country. Doug Hoy, NCPA, it's been wonderful covering this show for you. We absolutely love what you guys are doing, and we thank you for allowing us to be here. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Take care. A special thank you to the NCPA for inviting the Pharmacy Podcast Network as a press partner. Be sure to join us in sunny Orlando, Florida for the 2023 NCPA annual event and be sure to subscribe to the Pharmacy Podcast on any of your favorite podcast directories. Thank you for listening and thank you for all you do for your communities as pharmacists and pharmacy professionals.